This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. And welcome back to Laughter the Club. I'm uh, Jeff at Los Jiv on Twitter. And tonight we have with us Jeanette in Los Angeles, Aaron from Memphis in um, Mississippi or wherever the hell he is. We have Kij down in Florida at the Kij on Twitter now. Uh, Mike Ryan fan account is here. We have Jagsman from Duval, Barrett. Um, we have Johnny DeCop and we have his lovely bride, Samantha. Um, so welcome back, everybody. And um, as is custom, we're going to throw it out to Barrett to start things off. Hey, guys, everybody's week go good. I hope so. I didn't really listen to the show very much. So my topic today was to ask each one of you guys your favorite show moment from this week. Jeanette, we're going to start with you. Thank you so much, Barrett. So um, I'm kind of, uh, without a doubt, I think my favorite um, moment of the show this week was Stu purposely confusing the the HBO Tiger documentary with Tiger King and asking about Joe Exotic and did Carol Baskin really kill her husband? And then I guess he felt he landed a really great joke, pointed up at the ceiling and said, thanks, mom. So I thought that exclamation point, like he just hit a home run, pointed to the skies and was like, that was for you, mom. That was a great exclamation point for, for me for the whole week. That stood out. That's an awesome one. Aaron, what was your favorite show moment? All right, I've got a tie between with Billy's pole vaulting story of where he hurt himself uh, pole vaulting and then also, it wasn't didn't originally take place on the show, but they talked about it. Um, Stu Gotch referring to the new Texans coach as a white guy. <laughs> what? Was hysterical. Barry, <laughs> you missed that? Yeah, He's he done it. that twice now? Yeah, he did it again. Yeah, uh, it was amazing. All right, yeah. Johnny, Sabrina, what's y'all's favorite show moment? 
So my favorite show moment had to be in uh, yesterday's post game show when uh, DJ Mike Ryan was flipping through the uh, Guadalajara and uh, the cat lawyer uh, and just I was trying to not die of laughter because of how much I just couldn't hold it in. He was I... like, oh sorry, about that. Johnny uh, showed me something funny on the mystery crate. Twitter video, and um, I just can't get the sound of the turtle sex noises out of my head. <laughs> Ron, Ron McGill uh, mimicking turtle sex noises with a mean. Also, <laughs> was way too into the conversation. <laughs> Did it? That's that's pretty remarkable that you showed her that and she found it funny. But Sam, you guys start watching the show. You gotta start watching the show or listening to it. You don't, you can't watch it now. But yeah. Kids, what was your favorite moment? So actually, I was gonna say uh, from the mystery crate when Ron McGill was just imitating all these animals having sex each time without without like any um, pause. I would just start cracking up. Um, and one of the reasons why was the whole tortoise thing. And actually, it's because I was at Zoo Miami about. I guess now it's like 10 years ago. And I heard these, I saw and heard these turtles having, or tortoises having sex. And it was way louder and way more groany and human than I expected it to be. And it was exactly the way Ron portrayed it. <laughs> exactly. Like 100%, he got it <laughs> on point. And I'm sure if I'd only been there a couple of times, Ramadilla has like hundreds of reps of imitating these tortoises having sex. And he's a pro. I think that also speaks to him being able to find that porn that was shot in the reptile house so quickly. Because he was like, two days later, he knew what it was. And he's like, we got to get these people. Look what they did to our zoo. <laughs> Jeff, what was your favorite show moment this week? Um, so... It was the Guadalajara thing. Like, Luda, uh, like, whatever the hell sound he made. And I don't, what was, I don't remember the city he was actually trying to pronounce. Um, okay, so this one but, interests me the most. Please explain it from the start. Yeah, okay. So for, for I suppose, listeners who didn't um, catch it this week, um, they revisited a Lou Dobbs video from a while back in which he tried to pronounce a the name of a city in Mexico. And it came out like, and, and I, you know, the, the, the clip is hysterical, but what really got me is Dan, Dan giggling at it. Like he could not keep it together. And for some reason, Dan laughing uncontrollably makes me laugh uncontrollably. So it really just, God, that killed me. And then, and like Johnny said, when they started sampling it and like chopping the word up into like the front and the back and whatnot. Oh, he made, oh Mike God. made like a song out of it is yeah. what Johnny oh, was saying. Yeah. I didn't really understand what Johnny was saying. Sorry. Uh, no, but it's fine. I heard, God, I heard the show and I didn't really understand what he was saying either. It was, it was so damn funny. And, <laughs> and, and I don't know if anybody's seen the video of him trying to say that word, but the look on his face is just like, oh no, 
<laughs> what just came out of my mouth? Yeah, um, he like turns his head sideways at the end of the word. Like he's really trying to belt it out and it comes out as like a song. It's like, you know when a dog a turns his head to the side because he looks a little like confused or intrigued or something? He had a little bit of like, what did I just do? Um, so that Eric. was mine. Yeah, that's awesome. Eric, what was your favorite show moment from this week? Uh, the David Sampson interview, but I don't recall much of it. I just Sounds remember. Awesome. Sounds yeah. awesome. It actually oh. was a good one. I agree. Yeah. Well, for what was it about, Aaron? It? Remind me. Well, they talked a little bit about the Britney Spears thing. They mm. talked about Jack White. They talked about um, the GoFundMe for the Marlins. Uh, I can't believe I remember all this. I never can retain things. I was going to say that. Like, wow. Uh, I, I enjoy David Sampson. He, I think he's a very good businessman, and I enjoy listening to him talk. What I do remember was that Dan was late or didn't show up, so it was just Mike and David, and that's always good radio. So, yeah. yeah, it was fun. He also didn't know what uh, Seven Nation Army was. That was probably my favorite Jack part White of that. was at all. Yeah, but like I, I didn't know who Jack White was, but I knew like for a while. Wait, I wait, 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 I knew the White Stripes. I didn't know that it was called the White Stripes because of the like main person was Jack White. I did not know that. This song is like pretty old. I was pretty young. Uh, it's fine. Irredeemable jackass. Him and his sister's last name is White. You. I didn't realize there were. There, I didn't realize there were siblings. I, shit, I'm learning this right now. Oh God. Okay, let's keep it moving. Um, the more you know. Barrett, uh, is that the end of uh, that lopic for you? Or did or we did we did we finish that? Okay, good. Moving on. Aaron, why don't you uh, bring a lopic? All right. So one of my lopics it ties in perfectly. So talking about the uh, when they were talking to David Sampson, they mentioned um, how they play Seven Nations Army, Seven Nation Armies, Seven Nations, whatever. Seven Nation Army. Yeah. There do you it not is. know that song either? I do know the song. I didn't know where the S was or if there was an S, because Seven Nation, you would think Seven Nations because that's plural. It's not one nation, it's seven of them. Either way. It's a nation um, of them. Okay, either way. Um, so they were talking about how they played in the arena at Heat Games, and it got me wondering, like, I feel like every arena I've been in, they have, like, specific songs or stadiums the same way. Like, have specific songs they always play. What is, like, with the teams that you go see, like a team you go see the most or something, what, what song do you... Uh, do you think of when you go to like games like what's the song of like your team in the arena because i feel like everyone's is different i got one um so usc always does um the marching band plays tusk which is the um fleetwood mac song that they actually i think they're the only marching band ever to win a grammy and they won two part on that song so they're actually part of the song um except the lyrics in the stadium get replaced to UCLA sucks. Dun, 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 dun. Um, and so that, that's the one that always, uh, that's the one that always resonates to me. That's my favorite. And I sent Jeanette the music video a while back and it's at, it's at Dodger stadium with the USC marching band. It's amazing. 
All right, very good. Anybody else got one? Um, I do. So uh, Angelino here, backing up the other Angelino. So um, Dodger Stadium at the end when they win, they always play I Love LA. Um, I do not like that song at all. I get it. We're limited in LA-centric songs. So uh, music people, please make a better song to replace that one because it is garbage. It's just naming streets. Although my favorite line of the song is, hey, look at that bum over there, which is very accurate of Los Angeles. Yeah. Anybody else got a song? I mean, I'll mine's get... pretty pretty centric to the area too, but it's by Florida Wada and it's called Duval. And I expect I expect all of y'all to listen to it. Probably, probably not gonna happen. Um so the Grizzlies a few years ago, well, I guess it was about six years ago now, in the playoffs, they started playing. I don't know if y'all ever seen Hustle and Flow, but when the song Wolf That Trick, anybody? <laughs> well, they started playing, you know, like in the movie when they start doing the intro in the studio and it's just like playing the instrumental part of it. They start playing that and there's a video of it. We're playing the Clippers and the Grizzlies used to hate the Clippers. And so it was like game four or five of the playoffs, and they just start playing that instrumental, and the entire stadium just erupts in whoop that, whoop that clip over and over and over and over. It was the most badass thing ever. And so now they play it every game, every game. So that's the Grizzlies song. It's just the instrumental to whoop that trick. Well, I don't know why you think you need to edit that out. Excellent. Um, <laughs> so Kish, what do you got? So um, I have a non-show related thing. So you know how like people always are like, oh, I'm a Capricorn. Oh, I'm a Gryffindor. I'm a Slytherin. Those are different. What are you doing right I'm now? Saying, right. P- people always say, you know, like they like to identify with these groups that we have, you know, predetermined. So like astrology, there's 13 six. different signs. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm a Jedi. I'm a Sith. All this bullshit. Harry Potter houses, there's four of them, right? But they're all kind of like based upon some sort of like uh predetermined um thing that we learned from a book right with harry potter or with like horoscopes it's like honestly just kind of bullshit where it's just like everyone can kind of find uh themselves in definition so i've I've actually like talked about my own kind of um uh system with one of my friends and i think it's pretty accurate and the best part about it is that it's like self-determining there's not really a um like a strict or real like the definition of each of these terms. So I'm gonna ask each of you this question. Are you a dog, horse, sparrow, or a muffin? I'm a dog. God, I, I can see that, you're definitely a dog. You definitely give off really strong dog vibes. What does that mean to you though? That I'm loyal and that I'm goofy and that squirrel. <laughs> hey Aaron, you look ready. What are you? Dog, horse, sparrow, or muffin? I'm a I'm a I'm a horse. Yeah. You are yes. a fucking horse. Stubborn ass horse. That's also probably why you have a nice ass. Athletic cow. Damn athletic cow. Uh, uh, although the other day you said cows were just unathletic horses, so I think What's you need the to kind of get it straightened out. How, wait, how is that any different? Because you act like they're, they can't both be insults. Sure they can. 
No, they can't. Whatever. Johnny? Dog, horse, I mean, sparrow, muffin. Me, but okay. I'm, I'm going to say, uh, say sparrow because uh, I, I fly away from uncomfortable situations. And <laughs> uh, even though I'm six foot tall, I, I, I'm a small voiced person. So I go with sparrow. Samantha? Yeah, I was going to go for sparrow, but I, <laughs> for different reasons. I like the idea of being able to like fly over and like see more of the world and get from place point A to point B in places like quickly because I have no patience, stuff like that. You're also cute like a sparrow. Oh, know. Jesus Christ. Oh, good God. <laughs> it's it's not Valentine's yet. Valentine's Day is coming up. He's got to find his yeah. romance somewhere. Baby. Oh, shit it is, isn't it? <laughs> all right, all right. I got I got my answer, I think. I I'm gonna go muffin because I just have a really large head and, and that's kind of how a muffin is shaped. Yeah, shelf life of three days. <laughs> You're also like cute and cuddly and you know, not really prickly unless who the hell you know, wants to cuddle a muffin? Yeah. Have you never cuddled a muffin? Delicious. I yeah. like that would make everything a mess. It would, wait, there would just be crumbs everywhere. Can I go a step further? What kind of muffin would you be? Oh, oh I, I, uh, hmm. Whole bran. <laughs> blueberry. Mm. I do like a blueberry muffin. A blueberry muffin is one of my favorite muffins. With the little sugar crystals on top? Yeah, you got yeah, the sugar crystal Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, um, I like a poppy seed muffin. Mm, yeah, you do. Good. <laughs> and you know then but those will make you test positive on a drug test or so says uh seinfeld um <laughs> i don't know that's that's you know if they, like like something with cinnamon maybe that could be nice i don't know it's, it's i'm just I, I could be a lot of different muffins you gotta pick one which one is it shit banana chocolate chip not Boy. even one of the other options too much for chocolate chip. Yeah, I just I just thought of chocolate chip. That's pumpkin spice or something. Pumpkin spice? That's like yeah. a that's like a latte. It's seasonal. You're good in very small amounts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back on track here. Um, Wait, we didn't ask Eric. I was gonna or say Jeanette. Eric. Eric. Or Jeanette. I'd be a fudge uh, muffin with pieces of like dark chocolate inside of it. Oh, that's yeah. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a mm -hmm. sounds like a cupcake. Yeah, basically. Yeah. What does a cupcake compare to muffin? It just like a frosting, sweeter frosting, frosting. shape. No, no, because the cupcake doesn't have the muffin top on it. What kind what of cupcakes do you eat? No, cupcake is shaped like a normal little cake, and then you frost the top. What are you talking about? I, I've seen it, definitely has a, it definitely has a muffin top on it. No, it doesn't go out as much as a muffin. Not as much, but it does go out. I, I feel like it's semantics at that point. Nah, you're full of shit. Um, Jeanette, what's your answer? Well, uh, after much thoughtful consideration, I'm going with a horse, a Frisian horse, yes. because they have great hair. They're also large and uh, very majestic looking. And those are terms that I um, believe apply to me. I am majestic and large oh, yeah. and have great hair. <laughs> Um, all right well was that I, I think that was everybody right why, why don't we uh throw it back out to aaron who has another lopic all right so 
I don't know. Like, I feel like most people, if they don't, then they're, if they say they don't, then they're lying. But I feel like most people like have these weird fears that aren't necessarily like, you know, like the boogeyman or a home intruder getting kidnapped, but just like fears that like growing up for some reason or another, you've got them and they seem relatively um, ridiculous. Like for instance, growing up, my mother had a friend when she was little, slept with a costume on that had like a belt, woke up, legs were, didn't have any circulation to it. So I never slept with a belt or a bracelet. However, also she always told me not to play with measuring tapes because they could slice you open. And I always thought it was ridiculous. And then last weekend I was measuring my house and I sliced my thumb open so badly that I bled for like 48 straight hours. I'm not kidding. Were you measuring for the carpet to go to the bathroom from your bed? No, actually at the time that I sliced it, I was measuring for the kitchen table and I was trying to like write on a notepad. Could she get credit for the callback? (laughs) She should, she should get credit for a callback. Thank you, Sarah. Um, but yeah, so does anybody else have any like, like whether it was something their parents feared? So in the back of your mind, you always thought it was like dangerous, even though when you take a step back and look at it, it's ridiculous. This is my I, topic. Right, this okay. is my topic. Give me like here. You- <laughs> Everyone just clear the hell out. Um, I had, I grew up with a grandma that was properly insane. Like, and I, I don't, I shouldn't say insane, like in the clinical sense, but she was really, really nuts when it came to safety in all forms. Or like, you know, I guess it doesn't seem that crazy now with COVID and shit, but like, you know, 20 years ago, like she wouldn't let me drink uh, a soda without like washing the top of the can with soap and water and all this crap. She tried to get me and my buddy to wear helmets golfing because she was worried we were going to take a shot in the head. (laughs) And so like this woman, when I was like two, three years old, would tell me to be careful because it's really easy to drown in the toilet or like shit like that. And there's just like, and, and because my parents both worked a lot and my grandparents lived close by, they would take me to school and pick me up every day and shit like that. So just, Pretty much my entire childhood was just my grandma telling me, oh, that can kill you. 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 So just make up whatever the hell you can think of in your head that might be the answer to this. And I I got it. I feel like somewhere in a series of unfortunate events, one of the books had a woman that was afraid everything was going to kill her. That sounds like your grandmother. Anyway, um, final destination. It sounds like a, your life is a, like that entire movie series. I swear to God, she called my mom to try to get her to make me and my friend wear helmets on the golf course. All right, Eric, what you got? <laughs> Mine would be we watched too many novellas when I was that age, Jeff. So my fears are like uh, they've. What what's that animal the tarantula? They make it seem like if that thing touches you, you're gonna freaking die instantly. And then now, now that I know that's not true, it's like, well, what else was I watching as a kid that was, you know, fake? I mean, spiders are a real fear. Like, have you ever been driving on the highway and then inside your car while you're driving, a spider's dropped right in front of your face? 
Just and blow on it. Then it would come back faster at your face. That is just physics. Not if you blow on it hard enough, then it the web breaks and it lands in like your little wind their windshield defroster van. Driving, not sure where the spider went, and then you have to live in fear that this spider will find you. Yeah, just gotta burn your car after that. Just gotta burn your car. You know, just throw it away. Spider spider bites are irritating though. They really hurt after a while. How many spider bites have you had? I don't know, seven or eight, probably. Seven or eight, shit. Yeah, Wait, where, you where did you get the most spider bites? I'll make sure not to live there. Uh, Tennessee. Not living in Tennessee, got it. We're not accepting new applicants at the time. Thank you, though. <laughs> That's right, nobody wants to actually go. Okay, listen, no, Bear, obsessed with Bear, their hold on. Hold on, Bear. wait. Hold on, Bear. Eric. Or Bear. hold on, Aaron. Eric Bear. has something to say. Bear, Eric, hold on. I just want I just have to say one thing real quick. If they were gonna give the United States of America an enema, they would stick the tube in Jacksonville. No, that's wrong. That no. would go in California. We're the front end of the US. We're definitely the penis. Yeah. Get yeah. this down where me and Kish are with Johnny. Yeah, yeah. That that would be the, the ureter, yeah. Uh-huh. We're right there. We pee Catheter? all the shit out. Yeah, a little yeah. catheter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would actually be Utah. All right. Anybody else got any I fears? Have... Oh, I, I do. Um, yeah. So uh, quicksand. Uh, so I don't. I guess that comes from like either cartoons or, as Eric said, the telenovelas. It was always like they kidnap somebody and they take them to the forest or a jungle and there's a road and then there's the quicksand and it's like how do we get around it but it's like a little puddle and it's like they have to drop down all these um tree branches to get over and it's like go around so quicksand never actually really seen it uh hope to never come across it oh and also the never-ending story oh my god that was so traumatizing the, the freaking horse and oh yeah that that thing right there oh my god so yeah quicksand get the hell away from me Wait, what, what is this a never-ending story elaborate what? the movie i don't know what that is what are you talking about never heard of it aaron kids this this eric please tell like me movies. you know what it is you're my age my heart aches. i'm your age my heart aches. Uh, yeah, we're all your age <laughs> okay i don't mean it but i I the never ending story. It's a movie about some kid who I think he gets sucked into a book and then he meets a dragon for his friend. The, but the, the special uh, effects at the time, it was really just an iguana with like oh. a dog head on it. This would give phenomenal me, movie. That would become my new fear. But the just, like, just looking friends. at that, it looks creepy. No, but it was I the horse and the quicksand, and like the, the main hero guy is like trying to pulling on the reins, trying to get him out and the horse doesn't want to move. And then you just see it like, and then at Question. the end, it's just him holding the reins crying and you're just like, the horse never made it. Spoiler does, alert. Does anyone actually know if like the, 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 like in movies, like they're always like, if you move more in quicksand, you sink faster. Is that accurate? Is so. quicksand even real? Is that a real thing? It's definitely a real thing. Oh yeah, it's a real thing. I've just never come across it in my life. I thought it was gonna be way more common than it is. Yeah, I thought I was gonna be like walking through down the road, especially in Florida, like, right? Yeah, we're on the beach. Like, there's so much sand. You'd expect some quicksand. 
Yeah, why is it all slow? Yeah. You're all idiots. <laughs> We're Floridian. Alright, I got I got a fear. When I was a kid, I used to be fearful of aliens coming to my window. And my bed faced the window. And anytime I saw a weird light, and it was always like a car, because it the car, the street was right there. It was always the street cars. But I swear I was like, oh my god, the aliens are gonna get me. And I mistakenly watched X-Files when my parents had told me not to, and obviously that was a mistake. Um, and I would just be fearful of aliens. Johnny, do you have any fears that are irrational? And just to clarify, I don't think any of you understood. I was talking about getting cut by a uh, measuring tape, uh, not quicksand, aliens, and... <laughs> Wait, no, I went balls I, flying at the head. No, I went I went drowning in the toilet was really my uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh I mean I guess as far as like a fear, it, it might be stemming from a, a dream I had when I was a kid where like wolves down the street were chasing me. But like big dogs that are like above my waist, mainly just because I know that they could like mess me up if they really wanted to. And so, like, if one just seems a little too excited, I'm, like, I'm on edge. I'm, like, I'm ready to, like, defend myself, if that makes sense. Johnny, you're, you're not you're not welcome in my house anymore. I'm, no, well, see, I know your dogs, so I would, like, be comfortable around them. But if I'm, like, walking down the street and then, like, all of a sudden there's this, like, decent-sized dog that, like, you know, if it wanted to go crazy, could go crazy, then I'm, like, I'm on edge. I'm ready. I mean... To be fair, I have a five-pound Yorkie, so I I, I'm, I I do small dogs. I don't know. Do you know it, to that point, though, good with dogs. Oh, cops! Like, don't dogs, don't right. cops have to work with dogs? So, like, are you bad at your job? It's a special unit uh, that that has <laughs> the canines. Uh, I unfortunately uh, told them I will never be a part of that unit. Well, that's that that that's too bad to hear. Maybe one day soon they'll. Um, they'll bring Yorkies into the canine unit, Johnny. But you know, it's actually funny though, to that point, like my, my, um, my brother and sister-in-law have this, this little alien ass dog. Like we don't know exactly what it is. It was supposed to be a Frenchie, but I think it's like maybe part Frenchie part like Boston Terrier and like at least 50% alien, like his eyes go in opposite directions and he's just like the weirdest little shit. His name's Tamu after Tamu Solani. Um, but uh, they bring him over here. And, you know, I have, you know, 80 pound, whatever the hell cruiser is. He's some probably like pit border collie mix of some kind. And freaking Walter's good 70, 80 pound German Shepherd. And Tamu pushes them around like crazy. He just does this yippy little small bark and he scares the shit out of them like little dog runs the show no question um okay so Jeanette yeah so I mine would actually be the opposite of like the big dogs um mine is the little dogs so one of my neighbors has a rat chihuahua it is like four inches across cannot weigh more than two pounds when I used to go to work and walk by their house, he would go through their gate because he's like, you know, the size of a rat. 
and he would always come out and bite me by the pant leg. So when I'm walking and taking my stride, he's hanging there and there he is just going for a ride until I get to my house. And I would just like shake him off when I would get to my door and then stomp on the ground and he would run back, but he would always bark at me like he was the most ferocious being ever. And one time I just really wanted to, wasn't in the mood and I almost grabbed him and like, you know, threw him like a football, but I stopped myself because I realized that would be very mean of me. So I just and probably deserved it, but so I was just like, I'll just get over it. And uh, I haven't seen him all this year and I kind of missed the rent. So, um, yeah, but, uh, and, and, and your tailor misses repairing your pant legs. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, Sally, you had a food topic. All right. All that talk of muffins and cupcakes honestly got all my cravings going. So, in case anyone's not aware, I'm in the middle of prepping for a bodybuilding show in April. I've been doing this mainly from most mid-January, so you know, I'm going about 12 weeks here on a, the cleanest diet you could possibly imagine, no cheat meals, nothing. And one of the best things about doing a show is the meal after the show. And I've the last two shows I've done has been pizza and wine and some sort of cake but I wanted to know what a good cheat meal could be so I can get a little creative here because I don't want to do the same thing again. Ooh. That's a good Ooh. question. Jeanette, what do you got, Jeanette? Okay, I am going carbs and dairy. So I would go a fettuccine Alfredo, uh, extra sauce, um, chicken, uh, right? And then a uh, really good wine. Or if you don't want wine, I would say a uh, Oreo cookie shake. And then for dessert, the most dense, thick cheesecake you could ever find. That's what I would go with. Mm. So lots of dairy, lots of carbs. Get some Sleep for three days straight, I'm guessing. Okay. Beautiful. See you. Dairy and carbs, I actually think that like one of my go-tos would probably be mozzarella sticks. That's something that's like, I think everyone's guilty pleasure. And it's something that like, if you're eating clean, you're definitely not touching anything near, near that category. But that combination of fried food and dairy, like it's just amazing. Dipping that marinara sauce just for like the final touch. Oh, nothing I love more. So the best cheat meal would be get you some good fried catfish with a side of like spaghetti. And then for dessert, like, a, I don't know, like a cobbler or maybe a pudding of some sort. A wait, banana pudding. Wait, catfish and spaghetti? <laughs> Just let that sit, Jeff. I couldn't, I couldn't let it sit. Yes, catfish and spaghetti. Because I want something that I... I... That's definitely not pizza. That's you. That's just an Aaron thing. Don't think. No, that's it's normal. definitely not just an Aaron thing. Is that's that for you or for your truck? Um, no, my my truck uh, my truck doesn't get nice things. Wait, wait. What's on the spaghetti though? Is it like marinara it's like, sauce? No, like it's meat you... sauce. It's just regular spaghetti meat sauce. What what else do you put on spaghetti? Well, you could have marinara with meatballs or like. Oh no, just a meat sauce. Whatever. 
Is the catfish kind of replacing what would have been like a chicken parm type thing or? It's not replacing anything. It's the main, it's the entree. Spaghetti's a side in this scenario. That's what this is. So yes, um, Aaron has clearly spent a large amount of time in culinary school. Um, <laughs> anywho, I got one. And so we're talking about the meal after the competition, right? Imagine you've been 12 weeks straight, perfect eating, the ultimate cheat meal, go. Okay, so I, I well, I hesitate because I'm not sure this is cheating that badly. It's just what I would want a ton of. I want like really good prime rib, like an obscene amount of prime rib and an obscene amount of horseradish. And then maybe like a very large baked potato with every fucking thing I could cram in there, possibly. And then some sautéed mushrooms, maybe. A bunch of garlic. Um, Maybe a whole roasted head of garlic. And then afterwards, I'm going um, fishnet, like... (laughs) Oh. All right, Jeff froze. So okay, I guess I'm I think I froze because you guys didn't. <laughs> wait, wait, the grand finale. Oh, I'm back. Neil, what's the after? Okay, so what what's the last thing you heard? Because my internet took a shit. We're at dessert. Now. We'll have a hug for dessert. Oh yeah, no. What I said was to piss off Jeanette. I'm having a whole tres leches cake. Mm. <laughs> I'm glad we went back for that. That was needed. <laughs> So as the resident fat guy of Laughter the Club, I think what I would have is a hamburger and tater tots. And not let me just explain how I make my hamburgers. I use ground pork, ground beef, and like I uh, rip up some bacon and throw it in there um, with an egg and some ranch. And then um, I totally brain farted, excuse me. Oh, and then I would go pepper... Pepper jack cheese and some jalapenos with my grilled onions like topping on it with a nice brioche bun and then the tater tots to finish on the side. That would be my meal. Barrett, that, that actually reminds me though, there's a place out here called Slater's 5050, and they do 50% ground beef and 50% ground bacon as their burgers. Hmm, never legit. ground bacon. Is it just like bacon bits? No, I mean, they, they put the beef and the bacon into a meat grinder and then they just make a burger out of it. Interesting. Barrett, have you, do you like pimento cheese? What kind of cheese? Pimento. Pimento cheese is lovely on the right cracker. Have you ever tried it on a burger? No, but it's I wouldn't be opposed to it. I it's would not be opposed to it. I promise you, it is absolutely life-changing. Especially that me. spicy pimento. Mm-hmm. Yep, life-changing. <laughs> Kish, you t- you told me the mozzarella sticks, but that's just an appetizer. What else do you got? What yeah, you, if you eat more than three mozzarella sticks, you you, you just feel like, ugh. Yeah, so I was going to go, I mean, since we're all down here in South Florida, like, you got to go for some, like, really nice and fatty, like, Cuban food. Um, so, like, a vaca frita sandwich, like, with some nice, like, a Cuban bread. Get all those carbs that you never had before. A nice cheese that's kind of spread apart, uh, spread out on the uh, shredded beef, basically. Oh, oh that's so be, fucking good. Be steak and panizado. <laughs> be steak and panizado. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. my god, dude! 
the 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 Cuban <laughs> place down the street for me closed because of COVID, and it's such a bummer. I used to go swoop me some beef stick, and God, it was good. And then when she finishes eating all the food and is super tired, she could have a cafecito and then be wired. <laughs> you really sped through that, didn't you? Uh, yeah. It's like Lou Dobbs right there. Yeah. Cafecito. What's the what's the ultimate cheat meal that you would have? Oh, I mean, I think it's part why you've had pizza the last two times. I just want to eat pizza. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm 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 your Starbucks basic bitch. Just give me a large cheese pizza and a beer, and, and I'm set. Wait, thin crust or or like deep dish? Uh, like, like I'll I'll say normal, not like super thin, but I don't. Oh, know wrong I'm answer. Really ready? Just Jonathan. Wait, really quick before we move on, can I just say something? You have to go one way or the other. No, just shut up for a second, Aaron. No. Um, oh, myopic. One I'm way disgusted. or the other. It's got to be thick or th super, super thick or super thin. You can't go in between. I like the New York style. You know, like that New York style where it's kind of like floppy? <laughs> yes. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> The best bite is always at the tip, you know? The, oh my God. Bite. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was about to compliment you because I thought it was so badass the competition you were about to in, it, like participate in. <laughs> and nobody adequately like acknowledged the fact that that's freaking crazy. But then you went with that joke. So fuck out of here. I'm not complimenting you anymore. Aww. I mean, I kind of implicitly did it already, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you did. So, um, did you all know I was secretly judging all of your choices, and Jeanette, you win. Yes. Yes! That's yes! Wins. Oh, in your face, but I love catfish, so yay! <laughs> the fact that the milkshake is not the dessert, but it's actually the drink <clears throat> that goes with the fettuccine Alfredo is that's where I was sold. So speaking of Jeanette, um, I remember earlier in the chat, kind of in like speaking, like we were talking about the home McGill thing, and uh, you mentioned some sort of uh, like you had specific feelings towards pandas that were kind of validated by Ron McGill. Uh, can you let us uh, know a little bit more about that? Absolutely. As the winner of Samantha's cheat meal, give me this moment to talk about pandas and my great dislike of this creature. It is quite simply the most overrated animal in a zoo because it primarily exists to be lazy, right? <laughs> and we are spending all this money keeping these animals alive that are not interested in being alive or continuing their species. They need human intervention to reproduce. So I'm sorry, as a science conscious person, I would say if your species has no interest in reproducing whatsoever, then you don't belong on the planet. So pandas, we all this money that we're giving towards their reproduction and making panda porn to see if maybe that'll interest them the three days out of the year that the woman panda is ready to get it on. No, let's take that money, those millions and millions of dollars in Ron's huge endowment and let's Davis. use it on something else like cheetahs, lions, 
um, orangutans, right? So many beavers, otters, hippos, all kinds of birds. The bald eagle, bald eagles need help. Why are we giving it to the panda, a foreign creature? Let's keep our money here. Let's save our bald eagles today. (laughs) And also, we're having to pay. We have to lease the pandas. The pandas aren't even the zoos. They lease them from China, like a like a loaner car. Exactly. USA, 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 states, Let's go states. Wait a freaking kill. Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, all the places you could have gone. And thank you for joining us on Laughter the Club. <laughs> uh, we appreciate all of our. Uh, Friends for coming being on tonight. Aaron, Sam, slash Sabrina, slash Sally, slash Sandra, slash uh, whatever her whatever Diane. she wants her nickname to be. Oh, Diane, the Queen yeah. of Fitness. Um, yeah. Congratulations and good luck on your upcoming um, competition, Johnny. I now know that your wife definitely can kick your ass. Um, <laughs> Aaron. Thank you for joining Barrett, Kij, and Jeanette. And can you can you thank me last? Because you typically like save the best for last. So I'd appreciate it if you uh, just like address me. That's why I'm All right, was you can last. go ahead. You can go Simply ahead and cut the, the recording right now. Fire emoji. Uh, okay, <laughs> so hope stop recording, Kij, you butthole. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran. Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.